Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Washed Up Has-Beens podcast, your week four preview. I'm Alec the Avocado Martinez, joined here by my friendly co-host, Tyler, no nickname, Gibson. <laughs> Everybody doing? doesn't have to have one. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, giving, I'm giving up hope, but one day I think I'm going to come up with a good nickname for you. Tyler, how you doing tonight? Man, I'm all right. I'm all right. We're getting ready for uh, for football tomorrow. Sunday made, Eve. Made a big uh, made a big trade in one of my leagues, and I'm uh, you know getting ready to uh, defend three and zero in a couple of my leagues. So well, good for you. Um, I uh, we already we already saw one game of action this week. We're going to start off with that game, Thursday night game. A great game to watch. Uh, yeah, surprisingly, the, for Thursday nights. And, and Philadelphia and, and Green Bay, Cowboys fans here were pretty unhappy that the Packers lost. Yeah, but you hate to see Philadelphia, you know, not only win, but, you know, look pretty pretty decent in a win. I mean, you know that they're going to get torched. Um, I mean... You know, I think they've given up a hundred-yard receiver in every single game so far this year. So you knew that, that was going to happen. I think we all anticipated Green Bay hopefully getting their offense on track, and in some facets they did. Um, and you'd like to see Aaron Jones do a little better uh, when he's the only active running back left. But. He got saved by a touchdown, and yeah. and honestly, that's kind of been the case with him. He hasn't been great. He has faced some stout run defenses in Chicago. Um, and, and you know Philadelphia's run defense isn't any you know is not has not been good this year, but they were, they were good last night, but or uh, Thursday night. I I'm I am a little worried about Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams going down, however, keeps me optimistic about Aaron Jones. Uh, in fact, it it just to me means he's going to get a bigger workload, which has been his biggest problem is the workload he's getting. He's obviously the first guy they go to in the red zone in terms of running back. He's been used out of the backfield. So um, I, I think the injury to Jamal Williams, if serious, uh, which they claim, he claims he's okay. But if you saw you saw it live, it didn't look like he was okay. But Yeah, I think, uh, I think you know, the way that the NFL is approaching, you know, any type of injury that, that may even be close to being anything to do with head, neck, spine, anything like that, they're taking all precautions. So there's real, it's really hard to tell sometimes what's actually serious and what's just precautionary. So this might seem to be one of the ones that's precautionary. But regardless, um, you know, you, you'd like to see the Packers give Aaron Jones more of a chance. I think that 10 of his 13 rush attempts were on first down, and that's just not – I mean, really the stats say well, – From that, a Cowboys perspective, we know that that can be very ineffective – when teams know that, okay, first down is when they're handing right. the ball. Um, other news on the Packers from that game, Aaron Rodgers goes out, throws for 400 yards, rushes for nearly 50, over 470 yards combined, over 480, I think. Um, uh, two touchdowns, though, only two touchdowns. Devonta Adams, career day. Devontae Adams goes down. That passing attack looked alive for the first time this year, which is exciting to me as somebody who bought into either Valdez Scantling or Geronimo Allison. I said before the year one of them would be valuable. And I the last two weeks it's kind of looked like it's Geronimo Allison. And Valdez mm-hmm. Scantling if in a deep league is definitely – I think you can feel comfortable putting him in your flex on a week-to-week basis just because he has the – 
the ceiling in that Packers offense with Rodgers, your quarterback, for a receiver is very high. I will say that I, I like, you know, one or the other when they can emerge as the second option behind Devonta Adams. I don't know that there are anybody that I'd even – remotely feel confident in putting in my flex uh, with Devontae well, Adams. Well, I said, I said in deeper leagues. In no, no, deeper no, 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 no. I'm, oh, just, I'm oh. just furthering on with Devontae Adams misses time, which it looks like even though he has 10 days until he comes to play the Cowboys, I mean, there's a good chance that that's just not something that you want to take a risk of re-aggravating. And, you, you know, with the receiver's feet and the way that they plant and everything, I mean, like you need to make sure that all that's straight. And as we saw with a different injury, the uh, Liz Frank – um, with with Dez a few years back, but I mean, you know, he tried to play through it, and you just keep reaggravating it, and it's just not not going to be something. Well, and I think that if Adams doesn't play against the Cowboys, either way, you're not starting one of those guys. Yeah, no. uh, you're going to see Byron Jones, Wuzier, who's gotten beaten coverage a few times this year, but is still a pretty strong co- uh, corner. Uh, just a a pretty solid defense in general. You're probably not going to start Geronimo Allison or Valdez Scantling. I'm, I'm saying. In a normal base, you know, normal, not you know, not what I would say is a top ten defense. You you could start one of those guys in your flex, especially if Adams is out. But even with Adams in action, and probably more so with Adams in action, because he's going to take the top corner away. Yeah. Um, but uh, on the other side of the ball, are you buying or are you selling Jordan Howard with three touchdowns and and use? Here's the thing. He was used in all facets of the offense. He did not just run the football in the red zone and score three touchdowns. He was used in the passing game. He was used on early downs. He was used on third down. Um, I think that Miles Sanders' ball security has, you know, given way to a little more just Jordan Howard looks here. And, um, I mean, really, that offensive line was opening up holes for both of them. I mean, we saw we saw them both make splash plays. What was surprising was that Jordan Howard was getting some uh, run in the passing game a little bit, you know, where you wouldn't have thought. And uh, obviously, you know, the touchdowns won't happen again this season or maybe ever in his career, three touchdowns in a game. But I would probably be selling high on, on Jordan Howard if I owned him, which I don't. Yep. Um... I wouldn't be trying to buy him. Um, I mean, if you probably, didn't start him, don't feel bad. No one, no one expect you to start him. What if you did match? start him, you're dumb, dumb. Yeah, yeah, honestly, you just lucked out. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that about does it for that 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 Eagles game, uh, Eagles Packers game. Anything else you want to add about that game? No, man. Uh, hopefully, uh, Zach Ertz wasn't great. Uh, no, we saw Dallas Goddard get a touchdown. Yeah. Sucks for Zach Ertz owners. Um, you know, but that's what happens, I guess. Um, hopefully, Devonta Adams can uh, make it back quickly and uh, resume being a dominant receiver. Going to move forward into this week's news, going into Sunday's games. What we know about Sunday Sunday's games and Monday night's game. Um, <clears throat> Melvin Gordon. We'll start there. It's big news. Returned into this holdout. I, I know I'm a guy who drafted him in a couple leagues. Happy to see him in this holdout. Much he, earlier than, than anticipated, right. really, by anybody. So, really uh, just a big, fat L on his face. So Yeah, he, <laughs> he – it was just, just not a good decision on his – I don't know how else to describe it. It just was poor decision-making. Like, I don't know where he thought he had any leverage. And this is something that we talked about, you know, outside of the, the podcast. Just, I don't understand why he thought he had any kind of leverage – 
Because Austin Eckler is a good running back. Justin Jackson is a great third-string running back and a guy who's competent as a, as a, as a rusher. It just didn't make any sense. So he's back. Uh, Justin Jackson, who we just mentioned, is out, which means that they're going to activate. It's official. He is active uh, for the Miami game. Juicy matchup. Don't get baited into it. Don't play Melvin Gordon this week. I think he has maximum eight carries. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's a no-brainer uh, for them to have activated him. Um, you know, get him in this game where they're really not going to have much on the line. It's going to be won pretty quickly. Um, he's not going to start or anything. And they're going to be able to just let him get in there, knock some rust off, see what he looks like. Because, you know, obviously he's going to look in shape and they're going to see that. They're going to treat it like played, a preseason game for him. But he hadn't played. Yeah, so. they're going to treat this like a preseason game for him. And um but what does this say going forward? Not this week. This week, Austin Eckler, and we'll get more on it, I think is a top top play um, against Miami. But for the rest of the season after this week, Austin Eckler, what's your, what's your thoughts on him now? He's probably still close to a top 20, inside the top 20. Uh, it's obviously going to be a mid-tier RB2 for me, I would say. Uh, we saw him last year. You know, He was just on the fringe of RB2. Uh, with Gordon there all season. You've already got some good production out of him. If you hadn't been scared off and traded him at this point, or if you just weren't getting the offers that you wanted, I mean, there's nothing wrong with holding on to him. Um, you obviously can't count on the you know, stud production, and maybe if you've got the depth, maybe you just want to sit it out a week or two and see how it shakes out once Gordon actually starts. But, you know, he'll, he'll, still, he'll still be a, a Solid flex play most weeks, I would say. Yeah, I think he still holds his value, particularly in PPR leagues, oh, yeah. just because of what he does through the through the air. What is Gordon's value? Does, do you think that he returns to what he was last year as an RB1? Oh, man, um, so he's going to be is – he, is he a restricted free agent this offseason? No, he unrestricted? He's, he's, he's not a free agent this offseason. Oh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, he's an unrestricted free agent. Unrestricted. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I guess it depends on what they're what the Chargers are thinking, and I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know if they're thinking franchise tag and trade to try to get anything they can for him because obviously coming up to the draft and you know all that, when teams are trying to plan for next year, they're going to be able to take on something like that as opposed to during training camp where teams just aren't going to make a big deal like that and they weren't going to get what they wanted for him. So I don't know if they're going to take a precautionary um, – uh, approach and limit his touches, make sure that it's a 50-50. They don't want to wear him down, get him hurt, because he is a guy that has I, – I don't know that he's ever played a full season. Um, it's just he gets nicked up real easy. So if that's the case, then, you know, he's just – him and Eckler could have similar value, honestly. Um, but if they're like, screw it, like we're not signing this guy, so whatever, then, I mean, yeah, he's an RB1 if, if they if they give him a full workload and uh, – I think they're going to give him a full workload. I think that if you look at that team was good last year. There was a, a you know, a team that yeah they're one and two right now. Yeah, so and and I think that they're they are not concerned. Anthony Lynn anyway is not concerned with what is going to happen with Melvin Gordon. He won't be a Charger next year. That's true. Head coach and I think that's that he wants job, to so. win, and Melvin Gordon is puts them in the best position to win. So I think Gordon will return to an RB one value. Top 12 guy for the rest of the season after this might. Maybe not after the Miami game. Maybe give it two weeks. But in two weeks, expect Melvin Gordon to see his full workload. So moving into – we're going to move into some injury outlook for this week. We're going to start with receivers. 
Uh, start with our hometown guy, Amari Cooper. A limited practice three times this week. Out of the MRI, everything came back negative. I don't think we have anything to worry about. Um, Tyler, you kind of scared me this week when you texted me. But you texted me and told me your MRI was negative. I didn't even realize that Cooper was getting an MRI. And I just... Uh, Alec was... He was in a... As we said uh, earlier this week, I mean, Alec's been in a tough place, especially in our uh, League of Washed Up has And that just seemed to be yet another thing to not go his way. But all's fine. Um, he's going to be all right. He's going to play. He's going to light it up. But we'll get more into uh, projections later. Chris Godwin did not practice Wednesday and Thursday, limited on Friday. Hip injury. He's questionable. This is I don't like I don't like I don't the like hip it injury either. and I don't like that he just only got one limited practice. In. I I don't think I think he might suit up. I don't think he is going to be very I mean if he wasn't even healthy enough to practice until Friday, I mean I think that, this is a Mark Andrews situation of last week. Right, where he's clearly hindered and you're going to see that reflected in his production. Maybe he goes out there and he gets a red zone touchdown, um, you know, but he's not going to he's not going to light it up, you know. And what's crazy is this would be a great week for Godwin. Uh, the the Rams if they have a, their weakness in the secondary is in the slot, especially with Mike Evans having just gone off, yeah. all the attention is back on him. Whereas you know before it was kind of like, well, Mike Evans ain't doing nothing. Like but yeah, it was all spotlights back on Mike Evans. But you got you know they have Peters and Tlaib on the outside over there, but but in the slot, Godwin has a, a great matchup, and uh, it's a, it's it's if he goes off, then maybe we were wrong all week. But I think that just because of the do not practices uh, Wednesday and Thursday. The everything coming out of Tampa Bay is not good. That that he just isn't anywhere close to 100. percent So I'd kind of fade Chris Godwin. If you have another option, start him. Uh, maybe one of these guys is normally a flex play. Give him a shot. Julian Edelman. Uh, he 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 went out of the game last week with a chest injury. Limited practice three times this week. I think he is. In terms of matchup, I wouldn't start Julian Edelman this week, but. Um, it's a low-scoring game. Low-scoring game, good defense in Buffalo. Um, but in terms of his injury, he is. it looks like it's not going to affect him in terms of his production. What I feel most concerned about is re-injury. I think those chest injuries have a uh, – especially – A guy who's going, going across the middle, catching balls yes. like that. I mean, he's going to get popped head-on right, right in the front. And I mean, yeah, that – it, also, another note. I mean, this yeah, the Bills game feels like a James White game to me. Coming back, yeah. I mean, just dump offs. A good defense. The Patriots are gonna they're gonna be leading. They're gonna they're just gonna wear them down. Using that that yeah. run game via the receiver, yes. like that they do with James White. I mean, he's he doesn't catch any pass beyond three yards, but that becomes like their run game when their mm-hmm. their run game isn't working. Um, Moving on, Devonta Adams, we're not going to talk too much on him. We mentioned earlier, he does have a toe injury. Obviously, no practices yet. Keep an eye on Devonta Adams uh, and, and what's going to happen there moving forward. Uh, uh, Terry McLaurin, which is a big injury for me this week because I, I am real high on McLaurin. Uh, mm. Limited practice Thursday is when he got hurt. Did not practice Friday. He is currently questionable. The did not practice Friday is scary. The Redskins training staff is even scarier. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, as we've seen with your boy, uh, their offensive lineman, he, he hates their uh, training staff. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, yeah. That's 
That's tough, man, because it's such a juicy matchup. I mean, you want to get him in there against the Giants. Um, man, uh, luckily, he was a free agent ad for you, a waiver wire addition. You probably have some other solid options if you're worried about it. Um, it, it could be one one of those things you just need to monitor it before uh, the game starts, and they're going to tell you, um, you know, he's going to be testing it out, you know, beforehand, and they'll give him the green light or not. And sometimes you just got to say, hey, man, if the team's willing to risk it, then you know, so this I. is a good matchup. I, I think that uh, if he's playing, I'm playing him. I think it's more precautionary than anything, uh, but – you know, keep an eye on that Sunday morning and what's going on in, in Washington. It's an early game, so just keep your eye, your ears open. T.Y. Hilton, his quad injury, he did not practice all week. He's doubtful to play. I don't think there's any chance he plays, which is a a which is sad because he has a great matchup this week. Yeah. Uh, if he if he were playing, T.Y. Hilton would be my one of my top five receiver plays Absolutely. for the week. Does that mean you can go look to Paris Campbell? Uh, I think he's probably the next guy in line there. Do you think that you go look over there for maybe a flex play in a deeper league or even in a, a 10-team if you're kind of weak at receiver? Man, I'd be in a dark place if I was that weak in a 10-team, I guess. In deeper leagues, yeah, I mean, it's worth a shot. Well, I mean, Paris Campbell, I mean, he's, a, he's a very talented receiver. He, is, he, he moves into a wide receiver one role against a great matchup. So I don't know why you're, you're so down on that there. I just think that you're – not everybody has Keenan Allen and Adam Thielen and I, like I. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, as we talked about before, in in that two quarterback league I play in, I mean, I didn't take a receiver till the sixth round, so I'm not littered with studs over there. Um, man, that'd just be tough. I I just feel like I feel like you you'd have probably better options than that. But if you just can't wait to get a piece of this matchup, then then I, I say, you know, go ahead. I think I would it, – it's on my radar right now. It's something I'm looking at in, in some of my deeper leagues, see if he's available because I think he's in, in line for a great game. Mike Williams is out, did not practice all week with a back injury. All that does for me is say Keenan Allen and Daily Fantasies <laughs> DFS, you better have Keenan Allen on your roster. Even if he's the most expensive receiver. Yeah, even I if mean. he's the most expensive guy. Keenan Allen is a must-play this week. Um, <clears throat> Dude, but let's talk about this isn't the first time Mike Williams has had back issues, and it's been a reoccurring thing yep. in his career. And that's just that's tough to see because, obviously, being Cowboys fans, we see how degenerative it can be, um, and it's not going to go away. He'll be able to play through it, rest – will make it better, but it's just one of those things that he's going to deal with his whole career. Yeah, and I, I think that he will uh, – you know, when he comes back, and you don't have to drop Mike Williams. He, as oh, long as he's no. playing – You better not drop him. Well, as long as he's going to – as he's on the Chargers, he's going to be a, a red zone threat, which gives him upside every week. But uh, Dynasty Leagues, anything like that, then, then Mike Williams is definitely somebody you're, um, you're kind of concerned with. Moving on, Taylor Gabriel – uh, big game last week. If you picked him up off the waiver wire, that stinks because he's not going to have a repeat of performance. He's out this week. Concussion symptoms, did not practice all week. He's not playing. Doesn't do much for me. Doesn't move the needle either way. I mean, I wasn't going to pick up Taylor Gabriel because that's just too – there is too no finicky. constant – Yeah, no constant in that Bears offense. No. Allen Robinson is the, has the highest floor in that yeah, offense. That's not but, even amazing. Right. 
lastly, Albert Wilson, calf injury, limited, limited practice all three weeks. He should return for the Dolphins. You spit on any Dolphin players. Well, I, in, in deeper leagues, you might, you know, you might consider him. Um, but you've seen Preston Williams look pretty good. You know, Preston Williams is one of only – Three receivers right now with uh, double-digit end zone targets, so, or red zone targets. So <laughs> don't sleep on Preston Williams and Albert Wilson. Probably the lowest conversion rate on there. <laughs> uh, running back injuries. Uh, Damian Williams is out. He did not practice all three weeks. LaShawn McCoy, uh, he got his full practice. He limited on Wednesday, full practice on Thursday and Friday. And uh, ha- has no designation heading into yeah, the game. Yeah, so he's good to go. Deshaun McCoy or Darrell Williams? I, I mean, if you have either one of them, I think that you're uh, playing them. I think you play Deshaun McCoy probably with a little bit more confidence, but I know that I am flexing Darrell Williams in a couple in Yeah, a couple I'm, I'm flexing Darrell Williams as well. Uh, Damian Will- Williams being out is, is notable for a number of reasons. Look, if he if, if McCoy or Darrell Williams, or even if for some crazy reason Darwin Thompson, oh, if one of these guys shoot me if Darwin Thompson <laughs> comes out of nowhere. If one of these guys shows out while Damian Williams is gone, do not expect Damian Williams to get his job back when he comes no. back. I and mean, there's a reason they went and got McCoy to begin with. Yeah. I mean they weren't real high on Williams and you know, he, he I, I don't be shocked if somebody shows out if he doesn't have a job when he gets back from injury. Rashad Penny uh, questionable, did not practice on Wednesday, limited Thursday, full Friday. Scary for Chris Carson owners, last myself time he included. Was, last time he was healthy, it was more of a timeshare, and Penny was more efficient. And uh, Penny isn't fumbling the football two weeks in a row. Yeah, that's tough. So be be weary if you're, uh, if you're a Chris Carson owner like myself. But what are you going to do? Shard Penny's on his way. Rex Burkhead, limited practice all week, questionable. Uh... He's fine. He's like my dog in there, Ranger. He's 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 part corgi, part chow or something. We don't really know. He's just sturdy, man. I mean, like that's Burkhead's gonna be fine. Yeah, Burkhead'll be fine. He's a he he's a again in this matchup not a not somebody I'd play anyway. <laughs> Burkhead but. could be part corgi, part chow too. <laughs> uh, Ito Smith. Did not practice Wednesday. Limited practice, full practice, no designation as of now. Looks like he's going to be back in the lineup. Unfortunately for me, yeah. Uh, I, he, he's taken some touches from Freeman. Freeman had a decent week last week, um, but Ito Smith, Ito I think, out. is, is going to eat into that a little bit. Yep. Um, uh, Singletary did not practice. Limited practice two weeks in a row. Questionable. Here's the thing with Singletary. What makes him effective is not his production or not his um, uh, workload. Workload. It's his explosiveness and his ability to make big plays, and I don't think his hamstring allows him to do that. I'm not. I'm not even touching him this week. Um, you, you love the look of him for the rest of the year. I mean, he still gets Miami twice. Yeah, I, I um, think. I mean, if you can buy low on Devin Singletary right now, I think it's a good opportunity, good thing to go go try to do. But don't play him this week. Right. Uh, tight end injuries. <laughs> Your boy Mark Andrews. Yeah. Uh, foot injury. Uh, did not practice two days in a row. Limited on Friday. Questionable. I don't like it, but I mean, you probably don't have a better option on your team, and you know the tight ends are what the tight ends are. So you're gonna you're gonna take a chance on him with the production that he's put up, other than last week. Uh, Vance McDonald, doubtful, uh, doubtful to play. Uh, shoulder injury. Uh, look to uh, you know if you if you need to Nick Van, it's available at tight end, but. 
you might look at other guys like Hayden Hurst or somebody before you uh, before you go with Vance or Vance McDonald's backup. It's not like Vance McDonald was already a hard enough start. So yeah. um, then Delaney uh, Delaney Walker uh, did not practice Wednesday and Thursday. Full practice on Friday. Looks like he's good to go, which is good for all you guys that uh, that that are you know have Walker in there. Took him late or, or picked him up off the wire. All right, we're gonna go to our top five for the week. Um, Tyler and I are going to go with our top five players at each position for the week. We'll just go back and forth. Um, I'll start with, uh, we're going to start with running backs. I have my number one running back as Austin Eckler. Um, number two running back is James Conner. I think this is, this is the week James Conner goes, just is back to the way that he should be. They talked all week about how, they they weren't getting him the ball enough. How they would you know the offensive coordinator even said how they got scared of the run and they would you know they'd have a bad run and they'd go away from it and he's got to stick with it. The the Cincinnati Bengals are the worst run defense in the NFL for fantasy. They uh, I think they are without Lawson. They Mason Rudolph proved he's not a great passer. Uh, so they they don't want to they want to lean on James Conner. They need to win this game. If James Conner does not have a good game... Oh, it's over, man. It's over. It's time to panic. It is time to sell James Conner for whatever you can get, pennies on the dollar, because... And honestly, if you're depending on James Conner, I'll tell you right now, I have James Conner in a league, and I'm 0-3. So that should tell you where you're standing if you have James Conner. I have right James Conner in the 16-team league that I just traded a first-round pick to go get Zeke for. Good for you, Tyler. Um, Tyler likes to brag and talk about himself pretty often. If you haven't, in one of the early episodes, he said how humble he was, and we have yet to see that here. Hey, on the I'm just trying. I'm just trying to be relatable. Let let people know, you know, that I'm going through these things too. Third on the list is David Johnson. Uh, an offense. The the thing about David Johnson, I think he's a great play each week because he sees base off or base defenses the least out of anyone in the league, which means he has an advantage on every run because. They spread the ball out, and it's just a a great opportunity from week to week. Uh, This week, yes, Seattle, who doesn't have the run defense they've had in the past. I I think every week you're going to see David Johnson. I think David Johnson will end the year in the top eight, top five even running backs. Uh, I think he's about ten right now. Yeah, I I think the problem is more his touchdowns right now. He hasn't gotten in the end zone as much as you like, but he's he's catching the ball out of the backfield. He sees uh, good fronts in, in the run game. So, David Johnson is my number three back against Seattle. Carrion Johnson is my fourth back this week. And the reason for that is, one, they're playing the Chiefs, who has a bad run defense. Two, they're playing the Chiefs, who has Patrick Mahomes in the dome. Matt Patricia is is a Bill Belichick uh, protege. And if he's learned anything from Bill, he'll know the most effective thing that he can do is try to slow down the Chiefs' offense by not letting them have the ball. Last week, after C.J. Anderson was cut, Carryon Johnson had 21 touches, 20 of them uh, handoffs. If he gets 20 carries against Kansas City, he's going to have 120 yards, 150 yards. Well, yeah, chicken or the egg there. I mean, you know, if he gets 20 carries, then it's probably working out pretty well for him. So I, I'd agree that if he if he can if he can get that workload, then he's going to have over 100 yards. Uh, I just, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a risky game you're playing because uh, Kansas City don't take long to get out ahead, and and you just you can't afford to do that. I just think that with with their with Detroit's ability to run the ball and Kansas City's inability to stop the run. 
that if they early, if they can early get, you know, start to run the football effectively, then it's going to change the landscape that that game. You know, the the Detroit defense is not horrible. They they are probably you know they're not nobody stops Mahomes. Uh, At, well, you know, P- PFF has Mahomes as like the seventh rated quarterback right now, and it's because it may not show up in the stats. But he's he's throwing balls that are worthy of being turned over, and he's not making the best decisions a lot of times. But he's being bailed out sometimes by obviously his huge plays. I mean, he'll throw a nine yard pass that goes for an eighty yard touchdown. Um, so you know, there's there's something to be exploited there, and uh, he'll get it worked out. Um, but you know, he is missing on some throws here and there. But you just don't notice because all the other flashy stuff that goes on. Here, uh, then my fifth-ranked running back of the week is a is a combination of two. I couldn't make a choice here. Uh, Joe Mixon and Josh Jacobs both have great matchups. Both will be fed the ball. Um, Josh Jacobs fits. I think Josh Jacobs would probably is who I give the edge to there. Uh, the John Gruden talked about uh, how he needs to get Josh Jacobs the ball more. Typically, when we see that happen. In the direct week after, we see the results. You know, it might not be a season-long thing. We might see it happen, and then they fade back into, you know, the way that it was. But I think for this week at least, we're going to see Josh Jacobs get a full three-down back workload. Uh, I think he'll have no problem uh, against a a Colts defense that is probably going to be without Darius Leonard uh, and has been really bad against the run, mainly because they've been without Darius Leonard. Um, So... I think Josh Jacobs is a great play this week. Joe Mixon, he's he's gotten the workload. Um, he just has had some tough matchups. The Cincinnati defense or offensive line is horrible, but against Pittsburgh, I think he has a chance to blow up. Um, Tyler, what are your top five for the week? Uh, well, I know that you've uh, I, and I need the explanation on this one because this your number one does not make any sense statistically at all to me. It's Camara, and, um, and I don't get it. Well, I think we saw last week with Camara uh, and Bridgewater in a full week of preparation. Bridgewater's not going to throw the ball, force it downfield. Camara uh, excels at the short, intermediate type of routes. I think that's what Bridgewater's going to be comfortable with. I think you're going to see him rack up a decent amount of catches, and his elusiveness is obviously tops in the league. Last time we played them, he was obviously shut down. Everybody was playing elite on the Cowboys defense. That's not the case right now. We've still got pretty much the same personnel, but they just haven't really put it exactly together. More more average this year, just above average for the Cowboys defense than they are elite. And uh, I, I think that, still think the Cowboys are going to win, but I think that the majority of the Saints' production is going to come from Alvin Kamara. I, I think putting him at at the number one running back this week is a complete overstatement. That's there is that, and I'm willing to make it bet. There's no way he even finishes top five. I think he's lucky to finish top ten. He was shut down completely last week or last year against us with the like you said the same personnel and worst position at worst situation at quarterback. Oh, uh, Tyler thinks my opinion stinks right now. Um, <laughs> but but you know I I think that I I think you're you're stretching a bit there to think he's gonna finish as a top running back. I think. That's fair. Yeah. 
Well, here, here I'm here, here I am. I mean, I own Kamara, so obviously I'd love to see it happen. Um, like I said, I just think the majority of their offense is going to run through him and the Cowboys. It's going to be a shootout, is what I'm getting at. I mean, the Saints' defense is bottom five in pretty much every category. I mean, the Cowboys are going to feast on them. The Saints are going to have to get something going, and they're going to have to put the ball in the hands of their best player which I think we would say Kamara is their most dynamic player. I mean, Michael Thomas is a great player, one of the best receivers in the league. Bridgewater's not going to be able to get the ball to him consistently, and I think there's going to be a lot of Kamara. And uh, whether that ends up being efficient or not, uh, I think this this whole whether he finishes as the top running back is going to hinge on whether he can get in the end zone a time or two. Um, anyways, I got Eckler as my number two. Um I probably would have been with you on having him as the number one. Um, the Gordon stuff and just the, you know, as we saw with Zeke, um, I mean, he got in there. He did what he had to do. And, uh, you know, there was no thank you for your service, man. I mean, you know, go have a seat and uh, let uh, let somebody else eat. Um, and I think that there's going to be a little bit of that. Obviously, no Justin Jackson. I'm not saying Melvin Gordon's going to come in there and get 12 to 15 touches, but I just – I don't think there's going to be a lot left to do for Eckler um, after he gets to a certain point. And so I just feel like he's going to get out there early. He'll probably be leading the league um, while he's in. He'll be leading the, all the running backs um, with points while he's in. But once he gets out, we'll see everybody else kind of catch up to him and uh, still be a great great play this week. Uh, I agree with you on James Conner. Uh, if there's a week for it to happen, this is the week. And uh, if not, then – you're in a really bad place. Um, and then looking at Zeke here, I think the Cowboys, this is a statement game with or without Drew Brees. They're going to the Dome. Um, the Saints are 8-0 in, uh, on Sunday Night Football with Sean Payton as the coach, and obviously every one of those has been with Drew Brees. But, I mean, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's gonna be a, a, a nice crowd there. They obviously get loud. It's going to be crazy. The Cowboys are going to have to buckle down and just – Make some safe plays here and there. They're going to get the big plays that they are. Cooper's going to eat. I mean, they're going to have the big plays. But like I said, I think it's going to be a shootout, and I think that a lot of that is going to be controlling the game with Zeke in a lot of ways. So I feel like Zeke Zeke gets at least two touchdowns in this game for me. Wow. Um, and then I agree with you on David Johnson. I mean, Zeke was one that I was that I was questioning. Uh, you know, I could see it. Him finishing top five, Saints have been Gives pretty Zeke good. Gives Zeke any matchup. Yeah, there's yeah. There's a chance that he, he can, a, he can break it off. And, and, and I have. think that you know Saints defense isn't great against the run. They're not horrible, but you're you're right. I mean, we're going to look to win the game. When, when we look to look to win games, that this these big games, a lot of times it goes through Zeke. Zeke's going to finish it off. He might he might we might start out with some big plays. We're going to take some shots early in the first half. Yeah. I think the second half. Late in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, it's Zeke time. I mean, and he's he's going to get in there. He's going to punch it in. We're going to be safe with the ball because we're not going to be wanting to give them extra opportunities. And uh, he's going to get in the end zone twice, I think. So. Tyler, moving on to wide receivers. Our wide receiver list looks pretty similar. Uh, maybe not the exact order. Let's hear your top five. Well, Keenan Allen, to me, is the number one. I mean, we talked about it earlier when we were talking about the Mike Williams uh, injury. Um, obviously, I think everybody – who's your fantasy studs for the Chargers. I mean, Eckler, I mean, if Hunter Henry was in there, you know, God rest his soul, um, he, he'd be a top three option probably this week. But uh, the Dolphins, you know, everybody's going to eat against them. Keenan Allen is just a target machine. He's leading the league in receiving right now. 
I mean, he's going to find the end zone again, which has been one of his struggles uh, in years past is just he doesn't have the touchdown uh, production, but he's he's got that going early this year. So hopefully it keeps up, and it will this week. Um, got Julio Jones next. I mean, they're, they're playing Tennessee. That's a tough defense. But, I mean, Julio, another one of those guys who has not had the touchdown production in the past and has gotten it going early this year, and I think they're going to continue to look to him in this game, and uh, they're, they're going to do what they do best, and that's get the ball to Julio and uh, try to win this game. Obviously, Devonta Freeman is just an afterthought. So, um, I talked about Amari Cooper. Uh, the Saints give up some of the uh, – I think they might be – I mean, they're definitely bottom five, as I said, but they give up the block, their number one and giving up big plays. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought it was. So, I mean – they, they give up big plays like no other, and Amari Cooper is going to shake some dudes out of their shoes again. He's going to get loose. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if he scores a 60-yard touchdown in this one, I mean. Um, then we got DeAndre Hopkins, a guy who's kind of at, at, outside of the Saints game in week one. I mean, he's kind of had a slow start. Um, I, I think they're really going to get back to, to doing that. They're going to get him the ball. They're going to push it to him. He's got the red zone prowess. I mean, he's he's really going to take advantage. I mean, and really put anybody on him. I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is just supreme. And then my controversial one, I'm sure in your eyes here, is Brandon Cooks. I, 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 don't, I need you to explain this to me. Because if, if there is a receiver in a, in a, against a Tampa Bay defense that has been – Average against the pass, great against the run. But if there's a receiver in that offense that I'm putting in my top five, which I don't have one in the top five, but one that is close and is definitely in my top ten is Cooper Cup. Yeah. Their, their outside receivers have been – their outside corners have been pretty decent this year. It's their slot corner that has been horrible. So I need to understand why you think Brandon Cook's over Cooper Cup here. Well – I think opportunity is going to be one of the good, one of the one of the major things to this. I mean, the Rams play much better at home. The Bucks we see drop off whenever they're not at home, drop off from being bad to even well, worse. They're not bad. But, I mean, they're, well, they're not bad this year. Well, I'm I mean, just saying. I'm just saying as a, as a team in general, yeah. there's going to be more opportunities. Is what I'm saying because they're going to go out there. They're not going to keep possession of the ball. There's going to be more opportunities and. With Todd Gurley, obviously not looking like Todd Gurley. I mean, I I think that there's a good chance, and there's no statistical merit to any of this, but it's just one of those feelings that, I mean, I'm feeling really good about Brandon Cooks this week in Tampa Bay. Obviously, if you have him, you're starting him. He's not a guy that you're worried about benching really any week because you probably drafted him decently high. Um, He's probably your wide receiver, too. if not a solid flex, I've just got a hunch that uh, he's gonna he's gonna have a big day. All right, uh, my top five receivers, like I said, they all look the same. We have four of the same five. My number one is Amari Cooper, and and originally I had Amari Cooper lower, and it's because I I did not realize how bad Marshawn Lattimore has been this year. I knew he hadn't been great, and you look at the last two years, he's been a great corner, but this year he has been bad, bad. I mean, bad, bad. <laughs> he's in a rut for sure. Um, and so, you know, I, I think Amari's going to eat. In, in a primetime game that, that means so much, I think Amari is, is going to show out on the big stage. Keenan Allen, we talked about it. There, there's really not more, more to be said there. My number three has an asterisk. If he plays. If he plays, Terry McLaurin is my number three receiver this week. The Giants' secondary is horrible. If he gets to face off with, with Janoris Jenkins, it's going to be disgusting to watch. 
Denoris um, has looked not great so far this year. Um, I mean, I can see Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I mean, he's going to continue his streak, whatever it was, five for fifty and a touchdown or something like that. Yeah. He, he's going to get that more if he's if he is healthy enough to go. I mean, if he's healthy because he, he could to, yeah. go, but you know, if, if he's if it's what I think it is and, and more precautionary than than actual, uh, you know, real serious injury, then. I think McLaurin is is the number three player this week. I, I I am excited to see what he does. He's an exciting young player to watch. And I think this week would be his. Like, every, every, obviously, everybody's been watching him. Everybody, he's got their attention. But I think this is the week that he says, "Hey, I'm for real." Right. Um, and, and comes out with one of those, you know, seven for you know one twenty, one thirty, and a touchdown or two. I, I think it's going to be a giant week for him. Won't be hard against the Giants. Uh, Julio Jones, I, I didn't, again, Julio Jones is kind of a late add from top 10 and top five for me. Um, I, I didn't, uh, I was thinking Tennessee did a little bit more shadow covers than they do. They don't. So he could be seeing a lot of Malcolm Butler. Butler struggled, uh, particularly in the red zone and, and Julio Jones, a mismatch for almost anybody in the red zone leads the league in, in red zone targets. So, um, I expect Julio to, to at least get a touchdown in a hundred yards. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like, I feel like he's had. He's had a decent share of red zone targets in the past, but they've had a terrible hit rate on him. And I feel like we're seeing yes. we're seeing all of it correct itself <laughs> in the in one season. It, yeah, like three or four years worth of Well, like, I mean, even last year you'd watch him when he went through that huge drought. I, they were throwing him the he ball. Would, they were the forcing, red, they it, were to forcing him. it to him. It just wouldn't And it's connect. like we're seeing it all this karma just come back and just explode. <laughs> it's it's great. So my uh, my fifth receiver is DeAndre Hopkins again. I, I like his matchup. Uh, I think that um, he's going to do a good job. Even if he has to face off with Bradbury a little bit, he's going to do a good job of exploiting the Panthers. Quarterbacks Tyler and I both have uh, Mahomes and Dak one two. Mahomes is one every week until he proves otherwise. The dude is. 13 of yeah. 20 for 526 yards and seven touchdowns on deep passes. It's absurd. Last year, not a single quarterback had more than seven all year, and he's got seven through three games <laughs> without Tyreek Hill. Mahomes is the number one quarterback. He is putting up video game numbers. Boy, I'm going to be eating crow to anybody that I laughed at for saying <laughs> There is zero chance that Mahomes can throw fifty touchdowns. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think he could do it either. But it, he is. He's, he's never been done. So he's ridiculous right now. Dak Prescott, number two, uh, Saints deep or uh, defense, especially in the secondary, is horrible. They're not putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. They won't put a lot of pressure with our offensive line. Dak is going to eat. I think you agree that Dak is going to just probably put up over three hundred and. Kind of solidify himself as this number two quarterback. He, in he is he is looking up at the press box and winking to Jerry after every throw. It seems. I mean, yeah. like he is just waiting for that check to come, and he's not even forcing it right now. And honestly, I think I, he knows. I think he knows. He knows at this point it's just getting larger and, and larger. I think, I think at this point we would have laughed at it, you know, a few weeks ago. Even uh, you know. Hell, two weeks ago, maybe you know, after it was just it just happened once. But I mean, he's he might wait on Mahomes to get over forty million, and then he might you know get up there in the high thirties himself. He yeah. might just wait on that contract because I mean, there's part of me that wants to say that, and I know the Cowboys do want to get the deal done, 
A part of me thinks that they're going to really push to get it done during the bye week, but I think that Dak's going to hold off and say, I'm just going to wait until Mahomes pushes that ceiling up a little bit more so that I'm – because anybody's going to be like, Dak is the highest paid quarterback in the league, but if he lets Mahomes go ahead and, you know, blow that roof open, blow the top off of it, then he can easily slide under there with a really nice, really nice salary. Uh, Three and four, we've got them flip-flopped. I've got Russell Wilson at three. Philip Rivers at four. You've got Philip Rivers at three and Russell Wilson at four. I, I wouldn't argue with you about, you know, Rivers plays Miami. I wouldn't Semantics argue. Here, yeah, really. I, and I think that Wilson, uh, the, the Arizona secondary has been horrible. I think he's going to have a big game. Tyler Lockett's a guy that I had originally in my top five receivers. Keep him, keep an eye on him this week. I thought about it too. I thought and, about it too. Uh, I mean, he's, he's right. He's right there. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he could easily be in the top five yeah. this week. Uh, Kyler Murray is my fifth-ranked quarterback for the week. Again, Seattle's defense, especially their secondary, is not what they once were. And Arizona throws the ball a lot. Um, and and I, I just – I mean, every week Kyler Murray is a top-ten guy. I mean, he's – I think Because he's, of volume. I think he's like 12th, 12th right now ranked. I right. I, I'm saying he has every week because of volume. He's, he's, got, he's a, got a great floor for yeah. sure. So I, I have Kyler Murray in there. I think he's gonna. I think him and, and Russell are gonna have a little bit of a duel. They're not in Seattle, which is good, and I think it's gonna be a little bit of a duel between them. You've got Matthew Stafford. I don't hate this pick either. Matthew Stafford is a guy that that I wouldn't. Now I feel like part of me, you know, regretted putting this in there because, I mean, this isn't some like, ooh sleeper or who's your loves. Like this was supposed to be a who's your top five guys going to be. And Stafford's, you know, feels more to me like a sleeper type one, even though it's the Kansas city chiefs. I mean, everybody knows that the Kansas city chiefs are going to, uh, are going to put up points and that Stafford's going to have to keep up. But Stafford is more than willing to try. And he's had a good week. <laughs> Kenny Galladay is a guy too, that could yeah. have easily been a top five receiver this week. Uh, uh, I'm, it, I'm loving, I'm loving having Marvin Jones. I talked about it before. He was, a steal for me in many drafts. I mean, he was going in the double-digit rounds pretty much forgotten. And, I mean, I think anybody, anybody in that game you want a piece of, just like I said about the Ravens-Chiefs game last week and Mark Ingram got three touchdowns. So, uh, Moving into tight ends again, Tyler and I have four of the same five. Uh, our fifth one is different. I think the other thing is different is the order that we're in. Uh, my number, your number one tight end is Evan Ingram. Yep. Volume, defense. Daniel Jones, Daniel probably Jones. his favorite target, safest target. He's going to run some good routes for him. But, I mean, there's no way I was ever going to put Sterling Shepard in my top five. But, I mean, that's a guy who you probably could have got off of the waiver wire in a lot of leagues, yeah. um, you know, a week ago before he played. And... I'm starting him with major confidence the rest of the year with Daniel Jones. And, uh, I mean, you you pinned it, man. I mean, you said that everybody would get an upgrade with Daniel Jones. And uh, I know that he had a great preseason, but I was kind of like, man, I just think that it's just such a crap show there. He he looked really good the other night. I I actually was kind of hoping he'd make it to the – in our 16-team league, the waiver wire without – or make it – Without having, Without having to put in claim. a waiver claim, but I was wrong. He did not make it, so that was a that was a bummer. Will Disley is my number one tight end this week. If there's one rule right now in, in fantasy regarding tight ends, start your tight end against Arizona. They are horrible at defending uh, tight ends. Evan Ingram is my number two. Travis Kelsey is your number two. Uh, Travis Kelsey is my number four. 
I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, Detroit is is good against tight ends, but Travis Kelsey would be a top five tight end every it's, week. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, just that's different. just that's yeah. just the way that it works with Travis Kelsey. Darren Waller, we both have at number three. His floor because of his uh, connection with Derek Carr. Derek Carr's inability to throw anything past five yards. I mean, not only is he leading tight ends in receptions, but I mean, he's up there at tops yeah. in the league. Yeah. I mean, so thirteen like, last and, week, and, and he's. I think he's caught 26 of 29 targets, so extremely effective. Uh, that's a guy that, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to love. And again, against a, a Colts team without Darius have. Leonard, which is so huge for that defense, a pretty stud defense. Uh, but without Darius Leonard, it, there's there's definitely room for, for exploitation. Um, you've got Will Disley fourth, where I've got him one. Then at the end of the road, uh, we both have two tight ends who are probably being faded right now, but I think both of us believe they, they both are, are in line to have big weeks. Uh, you probably can get them off the waiver. Maybe not Tyler's choice. Someone's probably still holding on to him in desperation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, my guy, I know I got him off the waiver wire this week, um, but Jared Cook is my fifth tight end. The Cowboys, if we're really weak at anything at the, on our defense, is defending tight ends. Teddy Bridgewater can't throw the ball downfield. And, and you see that as Alvin Kamara. I see us as focusing on Alvin Kamara, shutting him down, and that opening up Jared Cook. That's why I really think that Jared Cook is a smart play this week. I'm considering him in DFS lineups because he, he's so cheap. Um, but Jared Cook, I think, is in line for, for a big week. Yeah, and then I've got a TJ Hawkinson plugged in there. Like I said, I mean – uh, almost almost any time I'm going to want a piece of a Chiefs game. I mean, their defense is not really great at much. So you know that opposing offenses are going to just have to do all they can to try to keep up. So that means fantasy points to spread around. And, and like I said, unfortunately my, my, last my, week, my concern there is one strength in that Kansas City defense is Tyron Matthew. Yeah. And we could see him on on Hawkinson uh, a little bit. And, and that, I mean, I think, if 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 the Cardinals choose to shut down DJ Hawkinson, then so be it. But I think they're going to have. Chiefs. I mean, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You Cardinals said, can't you shut Matt, down. Said Matthew, Cardinals, the Cardinals can't shut down. Said end, Matthew, so. and I immediately thought of it. They him, tried uh, shutting down DJ. Immediately Hawkinson thought of him as a Cardinal. Um, no, no, no. Chiefs. Um, I mean, if they decide to shut down TJ Hawkinson, then so be it. Sucks for you, but uh, I mean. You know they they can only they can only plug so many holes. So it, I guess it's kind of a you know Russian roulette of which one they decide to address. Uh, just gonna throw some streaming defense out there. We're not gonna get into it much. Pittsburgh, uh, the Steelers against the Bengals. The Bengals turn the ball over a lot. Um, same thing. Flip flop it. Bengals against Mason Rudolph, the guy that turns the ball over. Um, so so either one of those defenses on Monday night. Uh, Texans aren't a bad play. Uh, against the Panthers with Kyle Allen, I know he had a big week last week, but you know I'd, I'd like to see him force a, force him to repeat it. Um, you could even go with the the Panthers defense because of how you know how often that Deshaun Watson gets ends up on his back, uh, getting the sack points there. Come on, Laramie Tunsil. As much as I've talked about the Colts defense being weak without Darius Leonard, uh, they're a good play against the Raiders, and and I honestly think Tennessee against the Falcons. Uh, Matt Ryan. Ooh. Throwing a lot of interceptions this year. Tennessee is a, a solid defense. That's another uh, good good uh, stream this week. Uh, let's. Uh, we're, me and Tyler are going to give our look at the week four matchups. We're going to give our picks for the week. Uh, we're going to start with the noon games. Uh, Redskins, Giants. Who you got? 
Oh, man. Um, you know, the, the Redskins have been unusually competitive, it feels like, for a, a good portion of their games. But I don't know. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna rock with Daniel Dimes here, and uh, I think I'm gonna go ahead and and take the Giants here. Yeah, I'm. I'm on Daniel Dimes here. I actually kind of like Daniel Jones. I don't know what it is about him. Something just kind of makes me. I think I, I watched a lot of that game the other week. I have a lot of the Tampa Bay, and so I, I'm a big. Uh, I liked. I liked what I saw out of Daniel Jones, and with Terry McLaurin, um, I think that as long as Case Keenum's at quarterback, that. You know, there's a good chance they're going to turn the ball over a bunch. So, <laughs> Giants defense, another stream in, stream this, this week, but I'm going with the Giants. Uh, Chiefs, Lions. Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs. Yeah. Um, moving on, let's see. Titans, Falcons. Falcons. Really? Yeah. Um, that game's in Atlanta. That's probably why I'm going to go with Atlanta. But I, I really – No, I don't think it'll be easy. I, I don't think it will be either. I, I think the Titans – I almost want to go with the Titans just to oppose you, but but I'm going with Atlanta. Um, Browns, Ravens. Ravens. I don't, Ravens. Think, I don't think the Browns get it figured out just yet. No, I don't think – I think that uh, Baker Mayfield is a, a guy you should pick up off the waiver. Ooh. I think he's going to turn things around. And, well, and he's going to be better than the dismal performances well, he's well, put he, up so he is, far. but I think he's – I mean, he's going to be – I think he'll be he'll, – he'll, he'll be – Top, Top 12. 12 yeah, yeah. And, and and you can get them off the waiver wire right now. Um, Raiders, Colts. Colts. They're still a really good roster. So No T.Y. Hilton. No Darius Leonard. I'm going with the Raiders in this one. All right. I think the Raiders are going to pull the upset. Uh, Patriots, Bills. Patriots. Are you sure? Yeah. Bills are 3-0, and but I mean. It's in Buffalo. Okay. Going with the Patriots, too. Panthers, Texans. Texans, man. Texans. Deshaun Watson. He's gonna have a good game. Maybe they keep him a little bit clean. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm gonna go with the Texans there too. And our last noon game. <laughs> this is a big one. No. Chargers. Dolphins. Chargers. Chargers by thirty. The the uh, the the line is only thirteen point nine right what? now. What? Yeah. The Cowboys yeah. covered. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this is easy. You you put a lot on the Chargers this week. Oh my God. Yeah. Bet the over hard. Three oh five. Uh, three oh five games. Bucks Rams. Bucks at Rams. Give me the Rams all day. Give me the Bucks. Okay. I I like the Bucks in this one. Something something's something tells me I'm going that that I'm that the Bucks are gonna pull it out. Seahawks Cardinals. I'm gonna take the Cardinals. I'm gonna take the Cardinals. I, I want I, I. It's part of me is just wants to see it, but I think that that Cardinals offense is gonna start to snowball. Not that they'll be elite, but I think they're gonna really start to put it together. And uh, I, I want. I want to see them win this one. So, I actually uh, am going with Cardinals too. <laughs> I, mean, I know. I know. We don't want to pick the same we don't, ones over. We don't over. share. We don't share. Yeah, we don't talk about this before. before so, but I, I think that Kyler Murray gets his first win at home. Uh, in in a game that that I think is suited for them to win, Vikings Bears. Oh man, the Vikings. Vikings. I, I got the Bears. It's in Chicago. I got full faith in uh, in the Chicago defense against a. They'll probably force three interceptions against Kirk Cousins. So I got Chicago. That's possible, but I mean, I, I just. And da- da- I mean, the, the Vikings win when Dalvin Cook runs the right. football. That's that's what and I think that's will what still happen, do. though. I think really? that'll still okay. happen. Uh, uh, Bears Bears will hold Dalvin Cook under seventy yards. Total uh, or rushing? Rushing. Oh, okay. Jaguars Broncos. 
at Denver. Ja- Jaguars still. Yeah. The Gardner, Broncos are bad. The secret Gardner. That's Bron- my guy. The Broncos are bad. Gardner Minshew and his mustache. John Elway continues his, to, to, to ruin his prowess as a guy who can spot quarterback talent. Uh, I don't think he ever had it. I well, I know, but he took the chance on Peyton Manning and built up a lot of respect, and then it was like, oh, Brock Osweiler is awesome, and then and then it just continued to go down. Paxton Lynch. I mean, Trevor I mean Paxton Lynch is a hidden talent. Just <laughs> Late game is Cowboys Saints. I think we all know where we're going here. Boys. Cowboys fans for life. And the Monday night game. What a stellar game we got. Bengals, Steelers. Who are you taking? Just gross. Um, I hate that that's the Monday night game. Um, it's at the Steelers. I expect James Conner to get going. I don't know that Juju has 100 yards, but I think that James Conner is going to have 120 plus, uh, probably just combined. I'm not going to go just rushing. But I think James Conner has a really good game. Bengals are terrible. This is just not a great matchup, but I'm going to go Steelers. Going Bengals. Give me Joe Mixon and uh, TJ Boyd with both big weeks this week. TJ Boyd. They get the any any parting <laughs> words, Tyler. Anything, any wise words of wisdom you want to give your uh, your fantasy listeners out there? Well, listen up, fellas. Don't don't waste your time on the treadmill of mediocrity. If there's an opportunity in your league, seize it. Uh, if your league allows draft pick trading, make it happen. Get some of these guys out of their comfort zone. It's fun. All right, here's my wise words going into Sunday morning. Stick to your guns. Don't question yourself. I've hurt myself so much this year by second-guessing myself at 10.45, right before I set my lineups, you know, before the games, and just ruining my entire day, specifically week one when I benched Amari Cooper uh, for Chris Godwin about 10 minutes before the game started. So I, I agree. Um, stay off of the app. Um, set your lineup Saturday night. Obviously, pay attention to injury news and stuff like that. But don't don't psych yourself out. Set your lineup Saturday night. You you know keep a level head and uh, just see go what to church. Happens. Go to church. At the, go to the ten thirty service at church. So it gets out right at noon, and you don't even have a chance to think about it. Go to B Dubs at for lunch after church and watch the game. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week, uh, early next week, for a little recap of Week Four. Uh, we are going to be having our first special guest on uh, next week sometime, so uh, keep your ears open for that. And as always, thanks for joining us. My love.